Yes, indeed. What's going on, y'all? It's your main man, Mick Wayne, with another episode of Call It How I See It. Come on in. The water's just fine. All right. So y'all been watching the playoffs just like I have. Good playoffs. And look, here's my biggest takeaway about these whole playoffs, the whole thing, everything that's been going on, everything that's been transpired. It's one thing that's come to mind. And the farther we get, the more I see it. And it's something that I believed the whole time. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's breaking news, but when something goes on, I don't just, you know, I don't just run the social media and just, you know, rant and go on and on and on and complain. But we don't need, you don't need a super team to win a championship. Just because you have a super team, that don't just give you a golden ticket to the NBA Finals. It helps. It can make things a lot easier depending on how you built that super team because you shouldn't trade for superstars. I think superstars is a thing that you sign because the asking price for some superstars can be a, a little high. And historically speaking, while I'm on that, when you trade for a superstar, the only time it's really worked is with Boston, you know, when they got Ray Allen and Paul Pierce and all that. And, you know, this Anthony Davis thing. And I didn't think the Anthony Davis championship, I didn't think that was going to work for those of y'all that's been following me long enough. I didn't think the Lakers were going to win, so they made me look crazy because I was hollering about the Rockets all year. But anyway, so, yeah. When you got a super team, you leave yourself suspect to have some questionable death. You know, and especially in a year like this year, when everybody starting got hurt, what are your role players going to do? Let's look at the Lakers. Oh, Lebr- uh, LeBron, was he was uh, okay by the playoffs. But look at AD. AD was hurt. What they needed. They needed some from, from uh, Dennis Schroeder. I, and by, I asked him for 120. I pay him $5 to get out of my face. But he went to bed in the playoffs. Kyle Kuzma. That was somebody. All I heard was Kyle Kuzma going to be five. He going to be shaking it. And all he did was look crazy in the playoffs. Mark Gasol. Some people thought Mark Gasol was going to be an X-Factor in the playoffs. Don't know why, but nevertheless, it was a thought. It was a real thing. And they signed him for something. He didn't give him anything. Andre Drummond, they pretty much knew what he was. But nevertheless, all these players, these are people that didn't step up when their people got hurt. The Brooklyn Nets, who I told y'all to watch out for. I told y'all don't put... Too much faith in the Nets. But nevertheless, y'all did anyway, and that's fine. So Kyrie got hurt, you know, like he tends to do from season to season. And James Harden went hurt, got hurt. And so they needed Joe Harris. What happened to Joe Harris? Blake Griffin. I mean, Blake Griffin, he's a nice player, but they needed more out of him. What did they get? They needed something out of DeAndre Jordan. What did they get? Nick Claxton. Where were these guys? They didn't step up when they needed to. That's really what happened here. I can, I can, well, the the Nuggets, I'm not big on the Nuggets. I mean, hey, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm just, they could have been healthy. I'm just not a believer in the Nuggets. My apologies to my boy George, but I just can't get with the Nuggets. But they were hurt. So, and now I'm looking at all the teams that's left. 
you know, Atlanta, that's not a super team. And even when they lost Trey Young, who knows when he's coming back? Look at that first game without Trey. Came back and shook it. I thought they was about to lose by 50 that night. But the whole unit came up, balled out, and stepped up and did big things because they had death. And they've been playing as a team, one band, one sound, all playoffs long. Same thing with the Clippers. They lost Kawhi. A lot of people thought they was about to go down like the Titanic. I didn't. But, hey, they turned around beat the Jazz, and they gave the Suns a run for their money with Paul George. And I think Paul people are looking at Paul George a little differently now. I don't think they're looking at him as, you know, just somebody that just chokes and wets the bed in the playoffs. I mean, he's not a number one, but he's a strong two. A strong two. Strong two. So, but nevertheless, look up everybody. Everybody stepped up. The Reggie Jacksons, the Marcus Cousins gave you a little something. Terrence Manns went for 39. I mean, everybody stepped up. And even if Zubaka went down at one point, Zubaka. Ibaka and Zubak went down, both of them. And all the Clippers did was make adjustments and step up. They took advantage of their death, and they got them all the way to the Western Finals. It's about the death. It's about you as a unit. Because even those stars, even stars, even let's take the Miami Heat, the big three Miami Heat team. Okay, everybody says, oh, Ray Allen saved LeBron's career. You know, still took a big, big shot with that. You know, the, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers back in the day. All we hear about is Robert Ory and, you know, Derek Fisher. He was good for two threes in the fourth quarter. It seemed like he'd be kind of just, you know, just dogging it all seats, play, all game. And all of a sudden, two big threes in the fourth quarter. That's what he do. You know, even the – well, that wasn't a super team. I'm just thinking about super teams. And a- anybody else? Or what about, what about the Spurs, Wayne? What about the Lakers back in the day, Wayne? What about the Boston Celtics with Larry Bird and all that? And what about the Bulls, Wayne? Hold on. There is a difference between a super team and then you have dynasties. Those Showtime Lakers, dynasty. Those 80 Celtics, dynasty. Shaq and Kobe, it was a three-peat, but hey, dynasty. The Bulls, dynasty. The Warriors, back when they had everything, I'm going to call it dynasty. And you look at those LeBron Cavs teams, they well, they won in 2015. They weren't really super te- – well, they, I guess it was kind of a super team. But, you know, it wasn't a super team. That, it wasn't a, There's a difference between that Cavs big three and this Brooklyn Nets big three. You understand what I'm saying? You need depth. You need some stars, but you need some guys that can step up and complement each other. That's what people missing. You got to have stuff that complements each other. If everybody just get a bunch of stars – and don't match, and they wonder what happened because they don't fit. You mean I like LeBron shoes, and I like uh, I like certain Adidas. I wouldn't wear them at the same time. You got to coordinate. You got to coordinate these teams. That's what's going on. You got to coordinate, and you don't need stars to coordinate because really, the less stars you got, the more you can do with that roster. That's why if a player wants out, I don't mind. I mean, if he just if he wants out, hey man, you want out? 
I try to do what I can for them because I already know that action price is going to be high. I might not get the equal value, but with you losing a star, you very seldom are you going to get back enough equal value unless you're trading for another star. It's just not going to happen. So I will move off that. I mean, I don't love the team, but look what look with the Pelicans. When they traded Anthony Davis, look, look what they got. And again, I I hate all that together. And look, it says a lot about the organization because Zion ain't happy either. So they got a problem there. <laughs> so you got to make your stars happy. But if they're not happy, you got to move off of them. Everybody wondering about what Damian Lillard going to do. I think he's going to stay in Portland. I don't know, but that's what I think. Just call it how I see it. But if he wanted to go, if that's what he want to do, guess what, Portland? You got to move him. Regardless if you want to or not. And you're going to get something. And just look at the facts. What have you gotten with Dame? And I love Dame. I'm not saying Dame's bad. I, I love Dame. I love me some Dame time. But you got to look at what you got. What have you gotten with him? You just got to take that loss. It's almost like if you're in a relationship with a girl or a guy, depending on who's listening, and you may not, and you may not want the breakup. But if they want to go. What you? What do you have? If you're in a relationship with somebody that don't want it to make it work, then you got to be. You got to set them free, and you got to find you something else. And that's that's just how it is. When somebody want to break up, it's time to let them go. Even if you don't want to, it may be hard. She may know how to serve that macaroni and cheese just right. She may know how to throw that thing back just right and put it right where you need it to be. But if she ever, when a, R. Kelly said the best, when a woman's fed up, ain't nothing you can do about it. It's like running out of love. Good God Almighty. And the same thing with that star. Dame is giving you great memories. But it's time to go. So, yeah, before we get too far off the rails here. You don't need a super team to win it because whoever wins it this year, and I still think it's Milwaukee, you, you, none of these teams are super teams. All these guys, have you got deaf. And Chris Paul, he's missed some time in these playoffs. He hurt right now with his, what, a torn ligament in his wrist? So, and look what everybody's stepping up. Now, I know they got stars, but Phoenix has a team with stars that's not a super team and they're doing exactly what they need to do. Everybody know what their role is and know what they need to do, how they need to do it, when they need to do it. This team was not in the playoffs last year. They put Chris Paul in there, and look what happened. Now I'll get to CP3 in a minute. The Hawks, I'm not, the Hawks ain't beating the Bucks. I'm sorry. I don't know what y'all want me to say. But you they ain't gotten they've gotten to the Eastern Finals. With one, one and a half, you know, stars. And I'm big on John Collins. The Bucks, they got one superstar. And they got two all-stars. But that's not a super team. And when they lost Giannis, look how good they did last night. Oh, Brooke Lopez throwing back the clock. Don't forget, once upon a time, there was conversation about Brooke being a, the, one of the best centers in the league. So I love that, what I saw last night. Maybe they maybe they heard what I said on TikTok talking about, you know, put that thing in the paint. Maybe they listened. 
Because, you know, analytics, I, I'm not a big analytic guy. Y'all know that. But, you know, because analytics say the three is where it's at. But the stats showed otherwise for Milwaukee. So I'm, I'm glad. But look how they look. Drew Holiday stepped up in a big way. Chris stepped up in a big way. Brooks stepped up in a big way. Brother had 33, I believe. So you need that depth. It can't just be about the stars. Because when your stars go down or they're having a bad day or they're getting double teamed and they got to get somebody else involved, what are you going to do? That's when you need your, your team. That's when you need your team. But speaking of teams, let me talk about Chris Paul. Y'all, I don't even know how to say it. I, I'm happy for Chris Paul. I, I'm really happy for him. CP3 is a direct example of what can happen if you persevere, you never give up, you keep your head down, you just keep on going. When you refuse to be stopped by adversity. That's what can happen. Look at all the dynasties he's had to suffer through. Especially in the West. I know he's had his shortcomings and I know he's had his injuries. But that's part of the game. And been playing 16 years. Some people don't even play 16 years. I think the average NBA career is like what? Five? I believe last time I looked. Yeah, five. But Chris Paul, all-time great point guard, staring the point guard theory in the face and laughing at it. He's, make, he's making everybody better. He's making everything easier. And no matter where he go, he shine. Regardless with the Clippers, when all that fell apart. A lot of people wanted to say, oh, Blake Griffin got Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin. Because, you know, he was doing dunk contests and, and dunking on everything and jumping over cars and whatnot. It was Chris Paul. He's the one that made that thing go. When Chris Paul left the Clippers, how they, how the Clippers look since? I mean, I know they look now. But there was a big dead spot in that time frame after Chris Paul left. He goes to Houston. They look good in Houston. They damn near beat Golden State. I felt like there's a better team than Golden State. But nevertheless, they lost. But they looked a lot better with Chris Paul. He goes to OKC. Didn't nobody think he was going to do nothing. Took him to the playoffs in the bubble. And made OKC look a lot better than what we thought they were. And put some spotlight on them players. And look what OKC's done since he left. Got to Phoenix, a team that wasn't even in the playoffs last year. And it's been bad the past couple years. He gets there and now look at him in the NBA Finals. So, my apologies to Chris Paul because the past couple years, I've been saying, oh, this year he going to downslide. This year he got kind of tail off a little bit. He might not have it how he used to. He might start to digress a little bit. All that. These are things I've all said, I've always said. And every year, the only thing he's done is prove me wrong. I'm done writing Chris Paul off. I don't care if he's playing when he's 52. I'm still going to say, man, that guy right there, because he has something in a basketball IQ that gets better with time. He knows how to play the game. 
He can make everybody better. And he's tough minded. He can be a mentor, a leader. He'll stand up for you guys. Chris Paul's a winner. I would take him on my team any day of the week. And I don't think the Suns will win, but I'd be like, I really want Chris Paul to win it. I really do. I don't think they can beat Milwaukee, though. I don't. But, man, it'd be nice to see him win. It'd be nice to see him win because if there was a year you was going to do it, it, it'd be this year. It would definitely be this year. So, big shout-out to Chris Paul. I love what I've been seeing. I can't wait to see how he look in the finals. It's going to be his first finals. It's going to be fun to see. And I'm going to go and say it, Milwaukee. I, I, I got Milwaukee going in the, the championship. I, I just don't know what y'all want me to say about that. I'm sorry. Apologies to Atlanta. Y'all have had a great year. But I think – I think the clock is running out on y'all. So, uh, somebody else I want to touch on that I've been meaning to touch on, but I just haven't. Scotty Pippen. Uh, there's a lot of things I could directions I could go with this with Scotty, but this is the direction I'm gonna take. I feel like Scotty's gotten a little jealous in his day because what we what we do we talk about these old players mainly Jordan you know some people bring back some old players but you never hear Scotty mentioned at all you never hear Scotty mentioned at all and the last dance documentary which is really why this book is coming out because I believe had there been no last dance documentary we wouldn't see no book I I just really believe that I think all the last dance do was give Scotty something to write about something to talk about and I don't know why he's upset, because he's got six championships. He wasn't better than Jordan. He wouldn't have won without Jordan. But Jordan wouldn't have won six rings without him. I think he may have got you two or three somewhere down the line. But I don't think he gets six without Scotty. And even Jordan himself has said there's no Jordan without Scotty Pippen. I don't know what bigger compliment you can possibly get. And with all these LeBron and Jordan debates... All the LeBron people, all they say, oh, well, Jordan never won without Scotty. Jordan never won without Scotty. And that's true. What bigger compliment could you get? So what kind of praise is he expecting to have? Like, what we say about Scotty is exactly what he was. He was a great number two. That, a lot of people say they're the best duo of all time. A lot of people say Shaq and uh, MJ and Scotty over Shaq and Kobe. There's a lot of people say that, and they got the hardware to back it up. But the reality is, when Scotty was the number one, we saw that. We saw how that looked. We saw we saw him struggle, and we saw Scotty Pippen get on camera with the Jordan shoes, pointing to the Jumpman logo, saying, "Hey, come come back. We need you. We need you to come back." I don't know if that's in the book. And we talked about, and then we saw Scotty check himself out the game. When he when Scott Phil Jackson called to play for Tony Kukoc, and he called it racist, I don't think Phil. I'm not a Phil Jackson guy, but uh, I don't think he's a racist. Now, excuse me, I wasn't covering sports heavy, heavy back in in the '90s, but I feel like that's something that would have made headlines if Scotty said it then. So I'm going limb and say he didn't say it then, because he didn't say it in the documentary.
He didn't say it when it happened. So why are you saying it now? Because if something was racist, you know, 20 years ago, it's going to be racist 20 years later. I don't think it was racist. He just made the a right play and you took yourself out. So him calling Phil Jackson racist, I think he was out of pocket for that. Everything's not racist. So I, I don't I don't like that he did that. So I think he's Scotty's saying a lot of this now. And I think he's I, I think and some of this might be book selling. Some of this he could just be putting on. Cause we all know Phil Jackson ain't gonna come back and clap back. He ain't gonna say anything. But I don't think Phil Jackson was a racist. I don't. I don't think him him calling a play for Tony Kukoc was racist. He trusted Tony in that position better than he did Scottie Pippen. And he was right, because Tony Kukoc will hit the shot. So is he wrong? He's not. And even Scotty has said that, hey, I regret doing that. So what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You were the point forward. He trusted, and you can make a case that Scotty ran the offense more often than Jordan did because Jordan played a really well off the ball. And Scotty was like, you know, the point forward. So was Phil Jackson racist when he was letting you run the offense? Was it? I don't think so. Was Phil Jackson racist when he when he made you like the leader of the team when Jordan was gone? I, I don't think so. And again, I'm not a Phil Jackson guy, but I don't think you just throw the racist thing around just because you don't get your way. And by the way, how'd you do in Portland when you were supposed to be the guy? How'd that work out for you? I like Scottie Pippen. I do. But I think, you know, perception is reality. So how you see how you see yourself ain't often what it really was or what it really is. But that's Scottie's reality, but it's it's not accurate. It's not accurate. I don't I, I get how he might feel a little jealous of Jordan. If I play with Jumpman, hey. Maybe the, the homeboy might be a little jealous too. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But just because you may be a little jealous don't mean you should go change the narrative of what actually happened. Now, I might be right about that. I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm just calling it how I see it. <laughs> I'm out of here.